Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We are joined by DJ Rock Lobster at the controls. I made it uh, Pokemon official yesterday. I changed my Pokemon username to DJ Rock Lobster. Love it. Thank you. Nice. You're welcome. You're welcome for the name, too. Yeah, Karen. And, uh, and all of your fame. Success. Thank you. You're welcome. We did it to you. And uh, we created a monster, but yeah. oh my god, <laughs> not you! It's a different rock. Oh, okay. you don't know him. Okay. What are the demands he's going to go in with someday? As he with a lobster claw slides a paper across the table with management when it's time for him to re up his contract. Mm. I can't wait for that. I have a question. Sure. Hmm. Interesting choice of words. <laughs> okay, say why. If someone asks you a question. Mm-hmm. And says, um, let's say you ask someone a question and you say to your neighbor, hey, I have to, I have a meeting today, this afternoon, and it's going to keep me at work late. I'm not going to be able to get the dog out. Mm -hmm. Would you mind going over? Here's the garage code and Mm -hmm. just letting him out, filling his water dish and all of that. And do it all the time. If they text back, sure. How do you feel? I feel like that's a very nice way to say yes. If they text back. That's fine. Not good. No. Not good. If they say yes. I'm okay with that. So here's the, if you have any feelings on this, you can call us. If they even say okay, I, it's too hard to read. 651-641-1071. My wife and I just had this conversation, and then my mom said something that reminded us of the conversation. Lou said to me, you know, when you say sure to me about something, it feels like a less enthusiastic or a less affirmative, kind of like this, kind of like, sure, like, sure, I could do sure. that. And I'll text that a lot to her, like, hey, can you um, grab this on the way home? Sure. Where she feels like that's, so then we started laughing and we were like, wait, what is the hierarchy that we both have of affirmative responses. She thinks yes is the most definitive, like, you got it, that's happening, not mm. a problem. I thought that sure was like the a... Premium. A, like, yeah, but yeah, because it was like a, a nice way, a conversational way to say it. Sure, to me, means more than just yes. It means like, absolutely. Now, we said absolutely is at the top. Yeah, that Absolutely, is. you cannot Sure be. is like a mini absolutely. Sure uh, is like, it'd be my pleasure. 
But not, then, not a problem. We used an example. See, that's what I thought. And then we used an example, and darn it, I can't remember the example at the moment, where I thought, oh, if you said sure to that, is that still a good thing? Or is it, she sees a level of resignation oh. in it or compromise on the person who says, sure. Now, my mom and someone else I used to work with use the word fine. That's not good. Okay, so we said, hey, mom, uh, we're actually going to be leaving at 345 for our you know, senior citizen dinner before the concert on Saturday night. <laughs> uh, and then we said, hey, there's another um, friend who of another couple. Essentially, we're going to have you babysit one more kid. Is that okay? And then my mom said, yeah, that's fine. That's then, fine. That's, that's oh, no. I don't mind that. I mind that. Lou and I looked at each other like, uh-oh, she said, fine. We have fine very low. For instance, someone else, uh, a, a former co-worker... You could send an idea of, hey, I'm thinking about this and this on this day. Um, how's that sound? This is fascinating. And then it would respond, this person would respond with, that's fine. And I almost penned this coworker an email. I actually did pen it. I didn't send it. Which was like, hey, can I just offer an opinion here? And you can take it or leave it. But if someone sends you an idea of something or something that they want to you know, try at work or whatever, hey, for a meeting, whatever. If you say that's fine, I think it reads a little harsh and if hmm. nothing else, a little lacking in enthusiasm. Like, that's fine. Like, hey, I want to go do this and this and then we could do this. That's fine. Feels like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, you, I, you know what? That? That, this is where inf- inflection is very important because if, if let's say I said, um, hey, guys, we're having pizza for dinner. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Do you see that? That doesn't sound dismissive or. No, but it doesn't sound good. I'd want them to answer with a. Yay. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes. You guys want pizza for dinner? Yeah, that's fine. Right. Sounds like if you say, yeah, that's fine to do you want this for dinner? I My follow up question is, oh, I'm sorry. What are the three other things that you wanted more oh, than pizza interesting. pie? See, I have I this like problem with thank you. And if if I say thank you to someone and they go, that's fine or no problem. Or if they say, okay, that all sounds like you're supposed to be saying you're welcome. You know, I have a thing with our kids, and then we have a call that we'll get to. Yeah, we will. It's Melissa. I have a thing um, with our kids where uh, one of the F words that they can't use in the house, there's a few. Fine. Is fine. So if I say to you, um, hey, I need you to go down downstairs and clean the basement. And if they say fine, try again. I, I think that fine when you're responding to someone who is asking you to do something, particularly a parent or a teacher, mm-hmm. that fine is rooted in disrespect. Because very often fine when it comes from a kid, it's not like fine. It's like stomping it's your foot. Fine. And, fine. and we say, no, 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 you will try that again. And that you can you can replace it with like, a, okay, dad, I'm not having you do a yes, sir, no, sir right. thing. I'll accept that. Just okay. But we do not say fine. Rooted in disrespect. Let's see what Melissa has to say. Hey, Melissa, you're on my Tuck 107.1. How are you? Hi, Melissa. Hi. In my opinion, sure is, yeah, I'll go ahead and do it, but it's kind of a pain in the neck. That's how my wife feels about sure. And I thought it sounded like a happy, like, sure. No. That's how I look at it, too, Steve. I think sure is, is up there with a nice way to say, yes, of course. Huh. Yeah. I think it yeah. all just has to do with your own experience. Melissa, we would all agree that absolutely is the cream of the crop, though, in terms of affirmative responses, right? 
Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Melissa, thank you for the call. Thank you. Um, right, let's just guten tag these. Hi there. Guten tag. Anything could happen. Hi, you're on my talk 1071. What are your thoughts on the hierarchy of affirmative responses? How do you how do you feel about no problem? Not a fan. Oh, I like no mm, problem. Not a no fan. problem to me sounds very much like this person is on board. I hey, totally can you disagree. stop at the grocery store? No problem. How do you feel about it, Barb? Well, oh, well, oh Barb's, is that Barb? Barb's the next one. Oh, out. sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm Judy. Hi, Hi Judy. Judy. I, don't like I don't like it either. Really? I, I don't know why. It just seems like no problem. Well, that's just dumb, you know? <laughs> All right, no Judy. Problem. What if, how about this? Sure, no problem. Well, that's a little better. <laughs> <laughs> now we've taken Probably sure, we've teamed bad. it up with no problem. That okay. different than no problem. This is fun. Interesting. All right, let's go to another call here that we have on the line. Uh, hi there. You're on Barb. the Don and Steve show. Barb. Barbie doll. Hey, Barb. Uh, hey, Barb. Uh, what are your thoughts on the hierarchy of affirmative responses? You know, my response to an old boyfriend was, I'd love to. <laughs> In what context? <laughs> Don't ask. It, it, was, it was not enthusiastic. I mean, he he would make the most absurd request and i'd go i'd love to oh and you did not mean because i hear i'd love to and i think that sounds great will you clean the toilet yeah i'd love to i'd love to yeah interesting i think that's how you should respond steve thank you barb wow you should always say i'd love to so if your wife asks you to pick something up on your way home i'd love to (gasps) start that today i think i need to switch to absolutely because it is the most definitive. It is so firmly on the side of yes. The first time I used sure, I felt so special. Sure. sure. Where were you the first time you used the word sure? I was in a classroom you and my teacher this? asked me to do something. I wanted to test drive it because I've never responded in that way. <laughs> and she was like, Donna, would you like to erase the blackboard? And I said, Sure. And then I thought, oh, my God, I did it successfully. This no. is so exciting. Oh, my God, we have so many calls coming in now. It's like, tell me something <laughs> about New Jersey schools without telling me something about New Jersey schools. Mom, I said sure today. Right. Oh, sorry. Wait, one more. Mm. Hey, Mom. Do you want to take more calls? We got. All right, we'll take them after the break. Yeah, we're going to take a, a short break. We'll come back, and we'll talk to all of you next on My Talk. Hello. All right, we're back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Where we got on a hot topic today. Hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rocco. You're my best friend. Thank you. You um, did that once before, and I think Don pointed out that that is the jingle for Hot Pockets. Correct. Not Hot Topic. I know, but, but it go sounds ahead. good. Um, okay, so we're having a difference of opinion when it comes to affirmative reactions. How do you respond to someone who's asking you to do a favor? Do you say yes, no problem, sure? I like a sure. Absolutely. I like a sure. Absolutely is as strong as it gets. I'd love to. Hey, could you watch my dog today? Absolutely. I'd Boom. love to. I'd love to is That's great. Good. Sure, but you know if we're if we're sticking with kind of one words, absolutely yes, yeah, fine, sure. There's a mixture of opinions on this, and yeah. this stemmed from 
I always say sure to my wife via text or in person. Hey, on the way back, I have a Target order ready. On the way back from the gym, can you pick that up? And I'll say, sure. And she thinks that, like we had a caller say, that I'm like, I guess. It's interesting that she waited 17 years to tell you this. It's always, it's like an onion, marriage is, you know, yeah. you just peel back another layer. Yeah. It's like, you know what I'm going to tell this person today? This. Right. You know what? <laughs> Let's talk about how you say your S's. Right. Yeah, right. you're like, what? At our anniversary dinner? Thanks. 17 years, guys. Thank you all for the congratulatory calls. You're welcome. The gifts in the mail. Elena is on the line. Hi, Elena. Hi. Hi. So how do you feel about these affirmative replies? I think the hard thing is all of them depend on a lot of things. And even like just punctuation can make a difference on how they're received. Okay. Um, But the other thing, like Donna was saying how she doesn't like hearing like, no problem. She prefers you're welcome. But that's actually what like piques my interest because that's a generational thing. Oh, so it's really common for younger generations to say things like, don't worry about it, no problem, instead of you're welcome, because like millennials and Gen Z view, like helping people is just something you should do. Okay. Like, they just, they're like, no, no problem. Like, of course I would help. Or like if someone, uh, if you thank someone for something, say you're checking out at a cash register and you go, thank mm-hmm. you, and they go, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, now I, mean, mm-hmm, I would say isn't polite but but like no worries no problem that is just kind of a more informal way of saying like you're welcome okay because it's seen as like i you didn't need to thank me because of course i would help now let me ask you a question uh caller if you ask uh someone in your life today if they could pick up something from the store for you and if they text back that's fine how do you feel if it's just that's fine, I would think they wouldn't want to do it. If it's yeah, that's fine, then I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, they're good. Okay, okay. yeah, interesting. Me no like that. Me no like that's fine. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you for the call. We appreciate yes. it. Thank you, Elena. Uh, who do we have? Kev Dog. Kev Doggy Dog. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. Uh, your opinions on these affirmative responses? Hi, is this for Kevin? You damn yes, right Kevin. It is, Kevin. Hey. Um, interesting. Um, I think the, the, the real key is that communication, when we say a response, it's mostly in text form, I think today versus, I think the questions go away more often because you can hear the tone of voice when it's actual, you know, will you watch my dog? Yeah, sure. Or (laughs) I'd love to. Right. Um, and uh, I think the other thing is we don't realize on the responses, you know, some of the short, almost seemingly curt type of response might be somebody's driving and texting, somebody's in the midst of mm. other people. and they- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It, they just want to send out a quick acknowledgement versus, oh, I'd love to. Absolutely. Right. So that unknown factor leaves a lot of interpretation that can be misstrewed. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I'm very sensitive to that, too. I'll be like, okay, well, someone's in a bad mood, you know. Um, yeah. I was doing something for a while that somebody called me out on, and I can't remember what it was, but it was in text. Oh, I just, I said, yes, period. And using a period. Oh, yeah, that's harsh. I, I didn't know. Nobody, nobody gave me the handbook. The handbook is that the period following any sort of short response is so harsh. It is just, huh. it reads so harsh. That's why we all put down fake exclamation points. It's because text for some reason naturally reads negative because we lose the vision, the seeing somebody, we right. lose the sound right. and we're left just to the text on a background. And that's why you have to exclamation point it whether you want to or not. Let's go to another call All here. Right. we got a minute left here. Uh, uh, Mary. Hey, Mary. 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 on the moon, Mary? Sure. Fine. I'll get it for you. Hi, Mary. Hi. My go-to is always, you betcha, exclamation point. Oh, how about that, That's Steve? nice. That's colloquial. That's local. That feels good. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, whether or not I really feel excited about doing it. They can make it makes them feel better that I'm like, yeah, you betcha, no problem. You betcha. Wonderful, I love that, Mary. Thank you for the call. Thank one you. more call before break. Pick one, Donna. Um, uh, is that Janine? Janine, Janine, your thoughts on uh, the affirmative kind of response that you like to get? I think no matter what your response is, if you begin with a hesitation or a space in the conversation, mm. it's going to determine what how that caller interprets it. Understood. Okay. Okay. So in other words, if I go, yeah, or yeah, but just Very have different. that little space in there. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. This is humans. The fact that we ever have productive conversations where we give each other the benefit of the doubt is really remarkable. So many ways to screw up communication. Janini, say what's up to all my people. Okay. Okay. Bye, All right, bye, bye Janine. Janine. Uh, Molly was going to say uh, she likes the my pleasure and certainly. Okay, yes. there you go, yes. Steve. Try you, nice. you should keep a list. My pleasure. I'd love to. Certainly. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, let's take a break. All right. Is that okay with you? Yes, it is. See, that sounded good. Money Monday is coming up next. I read an article about Rachel Maddow last night. It'll blow your mind how much money she's making. Come right back. I'm feeling real generous right now. How about you guys? Whoa, write this down, Rocco. Yes. I've got a present for caller three at 651-641-1071. How about a four-pack of ticket vouchers to Minnesota Children's Museum? Very cool. Love that place. Excellent. Thank you. Never been. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, but did but you put I, it on your list? I've of, been to the uh, science museum. Oh, HTML links for your un- uncles and nephews or whatever that are coming. Rude. Mm. mnchildrensmuseum.org slash weekend hours. Yeah, already have it. HTML. Colon. <laughs> <laughs> you just slash slash. 
right. Hey, let's just Guten Tag line. Oh, you I, said three, right? Yeah, three. Yeah, let's Hi. do it. Three. Here we go. Hi. Let's have Guten Tag. You're on Bye-bye. the Don and Steve show. You're a big winner. Who's this? Oh, my God. Julie. 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 Don't call me Judy. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Uh, you're right. a big winner. You're going to the Children's Museum. All right, great. I got like nine grandchildren. Well, pick your favorites. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely will. Who's treated you the best over the last month? That's who's coming. Cool. Okay, I'll have to think about it. All, All right, right, Julie, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hang on the line, okay? Here right. we go. Come on now, let's talk some money. Money. I'm good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so money Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. <laughs> One of the celebrities that I have been told that I look like over the years. Oh, boy. Get ready for it, people. Especially when I wear glasses. Is Rachel Maddow. <laughs> I, I like Rachel Maddow. I like what I like. I like her style. I like her vibe. I don't watch her show or anything. Okay. I've just, you know, just seen her. Just peripherally know of her. Yes, and, okay. yes. Uh, well, I read an article about Rachel Maddow last night. You're thinking, why is this in Money Monday? Well, let's just start with the most gobsmacking part of it. I believe, according to this article by Vanity Fair, it sounds like she's making somewhere between, at MSNBC, 30 and $40 million a year. I will repeat, mm. Rachel Maddow from MSNBC mm-hmm. making somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to $40 million per year. Why? There was a time a few months ago that she was like, wow, this is a real grind. 60-hour weeks, she does these very long opening monologues that she, for a while, perhaps always, I don't know, but would write every word of. And you've got fact checkers. She said it was like a, a room full of people who were cramming for finals every day. You know, because it's a political show. It has to do with news and current events. Sure, and sure. You have to try as best you can to make sure that your facts are indeed facts. Especially when you're doing something that's that long. Hmm. She got to a point where she was like, you know what? I think there's a, I think I need a break from this. And this whole five-day-a-week grind of, you know, where I think her show's on at nine... So maybe she was doing like hours from 10 to 10 every day. That's a grind. That is a grind. It doesn't matter how much money you're making. If you feel like you have very little life outside of it, what's all the money for? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're just in the building all the time. So in this Vanity Fair article, she announced, I guess, a few months ago, like, hey, I'm going to take a little hiatus. And then when she came back, I believe it was in April of this year, she said, I'm going to do the Rachel Maddow show uno times a week. Instead of five nights a week. Wow. So then the rumor is, and part of this article is like, essentially, Rachel Maddow, who is a ratings behemoth for MSNBC. And though they always trail Fox News in the ratings, they it's a, it's a fight between two people. CNN is not in this evening news fight. CNN tried to woo her at one point. They met with different networks and stuff like that. And CNN was like... This would be great. Let's get her over here. What maybe like ten to fifteen million a year? And they were like, "Yeah, no, 
we're not going to do that. So, I just can't cannot believe how much money is out there. So much money is out there for these news people. Well, and it's all about ratings, right? Because how many people are watching your take on the news, and then how many advertisers are we getting, and how much are we getting them to pay? So she's this big ratings juggernaut, and she's got a lot of sway. So it's when her show is on, the ad dollars go up. Every commercial is more expensive during the Rachel Maddow show than it would be during any other show on MSNBC. Mm. So she's got all that leverage. And then somehow she manages, and this Vanity Fair article writes a lot about just the deal that her super agents pulled off. She was able to go to MSNBC, get a significant raise, and go from working the Rachel Maddow show five days a week to, to working day. it one day a week. Now, she also is going to do things under their banner. She'll come in for special coverage, election oh stuff. Um, she wants to create some things, including books, including a couple of movies and shows and all that kind of stuff. And MSNBC has a first look deal with her. So she just started her own production company as well called Surprise Inside. And she is able to then take this, take anything she's working on. MSNBC says, okay, Rachel, we love you. We want first dibs on anything that you create so that we can capitalize on this. It stands to benefit her, Donna, because presumably her production company would get a separate fee. That's why the number goes from 30 up to like 40 million. Because then if MSNBC says, Rachel, we love this show idea. We want to be a part of it. She's like, okay, great. That's not covered in the 30 million. Holy smokes. Now you have to pay my production company. That's right. a separate business that I'm a part of. She's Unbelievable. Doing something but right. You know what else is interesting? And she's apparently wickedly, wickedly talented. She's Adele does seem very and smart. And she seems very nice, too. She doesn't seem like one of those hotheads. Am I wrong? I haven't seen a ton of her stuff. I've seen her a little bit. But I think that... She's always nice to the people she's talking to, or even like, like she says, um, um, oh gosh, she speaks highly of uh, Tucker Carlson. There's an interesting article in this. Look, I think that she has her moments probably of leaning in pretty emotionally to a story that they're delivering. Um, I don't think mean is how I would describe it. I think she's... Uh, and again, I've seen very little of her or Tucker, Tucker Carlson on the other side. So it's tough for me to really judge this adequately, but here's, what's interesting. She talks about that and, uh, she said, uh, oh, here's what's one of them. Um, she has all these people on the other side who like, she continues to, as you mentioned with Tucker Carlson, she was a guest on his show at one point, Roger Ailes at one point, former big wig at Fox since passed away. He wrote a blurb on the back of one of her books And she was saying, you know, more than anything, she sees like these people as like she's happy for their individual professional success. Right. She might disagree with some of their their ideas and might even think that some of them are dangerous to how she thinks the country should move forward. Mm -hmm. But she's like, hey, we're all in the same arena. We're all voices at the same table. Right. Sharing our perspective on what we think is the truthiest truth. Right. You know, Uh, but it's interesting. I mean, she's like living this life where she's out fishing. Also, I thought this was funny. Don't worry, this won't be political. But the Vanity Fair article mentions we stopped by her favorite bait shop, which was essentially some out in the the cut, like garage that sells bait and has Trump posters everywhere. But it's her favorite local spot to go and pick up bait. So I thought it was sort of interesting to hear like she uh, 
respects the other people who are on the other side of the aisle. As broadcasters. As broadcasters. Yes. Um, and even like on a personal level, it's like when she bumps into these people, she recounts like, oh, and it was really nice to see him. Not right. just like, oh, I'm happy for their success. We're all broadcasters. Right. But that she has an appreciation as vehemently as opposed as she is to people on the other side. But it was an interesting article about how deals can get structured and how Damn. she made a big ask. And guess what? She got it. If they like you enough, in her case, MSNBC has millions of reasons to like her because of the ad dollars that she helps to bring in. She ended up getting a really, really wonderful deal. I remember a boss of mine saying, you know, ask for whatever you want. It can't hurt. Mm -hmm. Right. So I always asked for a million dollars every time I'd renegotiate. He'd always say no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you asked. But there. at least I asked. I was just talking to friends who own a company, and they were going to be, you know, talking with somebody. And I said, you know, sometimes when somebody says that to someone, like, "Hey, just ask for whatever," we all get scared to ask anything. So I was telling the business owner who would have a conversation with an employee, let them know, like, let me set the table. You cannot offend me with an ask. You cannot scare me. We deal in a business that, at the end of the day, hands out money to people. Right. And so let's talk money. We will still be friends, have the same personal relationship, but like, you know. I always write it on a piece of paper because I'm too. I kind of like that. I get stressed out, so I'll just write it and I'll go, here's what I was thinking. Yeah. And then Mr. Boss Man or Boss Lady will go. All right, let's talk about this. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I'll it be kind like, of diffuses okay, it okay. a little bit, though. So then you just start negotiating. All right, well, you're not going to give me that. How about if you give me this? Yeah. And here we are. And here we are, Thank you and you. I. I mean, we really won the lottery doing this show together, didn't we? We sure there, did, Steve. You're my buddy, boo. Oh yeah, and you too, DJ Rock Lobster. Oh, yeah, so clomp, hey, clomp, clomp. Clomp. Okay. Just clomp, clomp, clomp. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, interesting article. If you just like a long form article about somebody, uh, and it was Rachel Maddow who reached out to Vanity Fair like a week after she stepped away, or maybe it was the Monday after she announced that she was going on hiatus or whatever, and she was like, "Hey, let's talk." And then you know the journalist goes out there and meets with her like three different times in three different locations over the span of months, and uh, it, was, it was interesting. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Got it, buddy. I appreciate it. Can we talk about this Brad Pitt story upon our return? Does he really have a list of actors that he doesn't sort of want to work not with? exactly. It's kind of a mental note. I'll tell you about it when we come back in the final stretch of the show on my talk. We can't be friends. Oh man. Hey man. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve extravaganza. Put me down for a honk honk. Honk honk. <laughs> like in the car. Sure. Like like truckers. Mm-mm. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. When you get an opportunity for for a caller or for a caller for a child to go next to a truck and you get them to blow their horn at you because they got to tug it down you got to tug it you can't push it i've never seen one in person a honker correct oh yeah i think they're like on chains they're on some kind of ropey thing right i don't know truck talk <laughs> Could we have sounded any more like cave oh my people? God. Okay, oh. so uh, Brad Pitt apparently Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is in the current movie with Brad Pitt, who by the way is adorable. Has Brad Pitt or Aaron Taylor Johnson? Um, Brad. No, Who's the, adorable? The, the, Aaron. Okay. He's a handsome man. Okay. 
He's rocking a little bit of a rug. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. Um, he says that Brad Pitt has a good list and a S list oh, okay. of actors yeah, yeah. he will and won't work with. So they're in bullet train together. Sure. Um, and while he was promoting his movie in Switzerland, he dished on what uh, working with Brad Pitt was like. He said he's humble and he's gracious. He is in a new chapter of his life. Uh, I believe they did a couple of other movies together, too. He said he just wants to bring light and joy into the world and be around people who are there to have a good time. You work with many actors, and after a while, you start making notes. Like, I'm definitely not working with that person ever again. Mm. Um, he's got, they both have lists, but they're not dishing on who's on it. I did. Damn it. I dig. Come on, don't be dangling this carrot and not telling us anything. No, oh, we had glazed. There was like a bourbon glazed carrot at Revival on Saturday. I went to a restaurant. In the uh, really? Cities, this is what we're doing? I'm just carrot saying. Carrot talk. Donna. You know, okay. you never let me do this. Um, hey, here's what we can do. This do you want fun. me to interrupt? I have your uh, yeah. Kelly and Ryan bit. Let me explain a little bit, too. Um, so oh fun. God. On Kelly and Ryan right now, my brother just texted me and said, we just watched it here on the East Coast. Our stomachs are turning. I, I've had people reaching out on Instagram this morning saying, like, I can't even. I had to look away. Mm-hmm. So what we'll play for you is we will get up on social later today, hopefully, this video of me going to Edge and then doing this thing called City Climb, essentially where you climb outdoor stairs up to the top of a skyscraper. You have unbelievable panoramic views of New York City. You look around. It's gorgeous. It's really something. But it also... Get your heart going a little bit. I remember when I was in studio, and we'll let you hear this in-studio uh, interview that I did with the fabulous um, Ryan Seacrest and Katie Lowe's. It was like the whole time while we're watching the story, so I only kind of ever half watched it, Ryan and Katie Lowe's are both like, oh my gosh, <gasps> no, I could never, oh my. And like, look at, so I think this really is a pretty intense piece, and we had this drone that came out and got these epic shots. I thought I was going to throw up. But what? It's such a visual thing that I think that part can live online. But maybe, remember like last week when I was there and then I said, hey guys, I have to go down to the studio quick and do an interview. Um, Here's a little bit of that in-studio interview that happened with Ryan Seacrest and Katie Lowe's on Live with Kelly and Ryan. Katie Lowe's. Ryan Seacrest. You know, it is summertime here in the city. And what better way to experience the best of what New York has to offer this time of year while staying comfortably indoors than to unleash our friend Steve Patterson onto the streets (laughs) of our fair city in all the heat and humidity. Steve is here. (laughs) I think I walked out early there, earlier than I was supposed to. My bad. Great to be here with you guys. New York treating you well? Thank you. Uh, Not really. This Uh morning, uh, it was great. We uh, got in the car to come over here. You guys have maybe experienced this before at some point. If you get stuck behind a garbage truck on a side street. It is the worst. And the other one side. That's it. I I felt like it's Game over. Time done. I became an employee. I was working for sanitation. (laughs) And by the way, if you think that the the garbage trucks speed up for you, they do not. They do not care. They're just taking their time. Yes, and Gelman expects you to get out and run to work. (laughs) Just so you know. And I'm doing the radio (laughs) show right here. I got the radio show that I'm doing like in some squad. Were you late for everything? Everything was a little bit of a mess this morning. But that's what my co-host said, right? And she said, why didn't you just get out I and mean, run. walk? Uh, I don't know. Yes, you're, you're being pampered too much by this show, Steve. <laughs> uh, how are the kids doing this summer? Yeah. 
Uh, also not great. Uh, well, I, have four, <laughs> I have four kids, and we went 11 years, no trips to the hospital or the ER or anything like that. Congratulations. That's a, ma that's a major win. Uh-oh. In one week, two kids no. down the cast. Yeah. Oh. So now it just looks sketchy and broken pinky, sprained elbow that has to be in a cast. Oh, I, I blame no. the other kids? What happened? Oh, yeah. no, gymnastics class, oh, no. and then an uncle threw a football that went weird. And I said to my son, hey, <laughs> let's toughen up. Just squeeze your, your fingers. You'll be fine. And then he put his fingers up like this. And one of the pinkies. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw, throw up. I'm going to throw up. No. Is it like backwards? Turn. Oh, They're no. Just turned. And so I said, why don't we ice it instead? The good news is daddy's playing it safe, hanging off a building. <laughs> uh, so what are we doing today? Uh, this is really fun. I love coming and just being a tourist here yeah. in New York. So uh, they've sent me all sorts of places before. I've gone, of course, to Times Square, Central Park. I got to see the Friends apartment, which was cool. really exciting. So cool. But this time we went in search of new heights. And boy, did this get scary quick. Take a look. Okay. I have a couple seconds, Liz. Hey guys, you know, it was a couple years ago, and Gelman asked me, are you afraid of heights? And I said yes, so naturally, he asked me to jump off of a building. <laughs> that was in Vegas, yeah. Now our relationship has progressed. We trust each other now. So this time, Gelman sent me to Edge, the highest outdoor sky deck in the Western Hemisphere. But nothing crazy here, friends. We just get to enjoy some of the greatest views of New York City. Let's go. Where's the elevator? That's now that's a setup, my friends, oh, of course, because gosh. eventually we go up there and things get rather crazy. But... You know, uh, like I said, we'll, they'll send me this video. We can get it posted on social. I'll have it on social, and Hannah will get it out there as well. Um, I can't believe your wife let you do that. She was asking some questions about it, but I have to tell you, when you do this, and I would highly recommend this. Never. Life is short. That, yep. Could be shorter. It could be way shorter. <laughs> Life is short, but here's what they do at City Climb. The Edge is great already, and I think you'd get a ticket for Edge, and it's, again, this beautiful outdoor observation deck. Unbelievable views of the city. I think it's like 30 bucks, 35 bucks, something like that. And you can go and experience it, and it's gorgeous. But then you go inside and you pay separately for City Climb. And that's when they, they latch you in. You wear a special shoot. They make sure you're sober. Yeah, okay. they, la they, they do all this like double check, triple check. They're really thorough, really safe. And then when the scariest moment, and, and you'll see this later today, is... You're walking internally in this stairwell and getting all latched onto their system. It's a really advanced system. But there's a point when they open this steel gate and then you step out nope. onto essentially a porch without railings. No. And Donna, that's when I saw Jersey, the river. Great. I have to tell you this. As I have told this story to people, so many people are doing what you're doing right now, what people cannot see, which is mm -mm. they have physically, visually Reaction. responded, yep. Donna, not to the pictures, not to the video, to me just Telling speaking. the story. Yeah, I can, because I'm picturing in my head what it's like, and I have a big problem with Rocco, that. Rocco, you'll love this. They, uh, we, I went to the corner of the observation deck. And uh, listen, they ponied up some extra cash for us to have this drone team there with us. And we had to be out of there before it was open to the public for insurance reasons. But at one point, they cleared the observation deck and they said, you just go stand in the corner. We're going to come around the building a couple times and it's going to be like a really dramatic shot of just you high atop New York City looking out on it all. I did see a snippet of that and it looked pretty bad, A. Eh? I can't wait to see it. So I can't believe you did it. You. You're very brave. And, I'm, I'm proud of you. And then tomorrow, uh, we go down to the High Line. And then on Wednesday, okay, we do cool. the uh, the Museum of Ice Cream. So it's uh, three days of fun with Live with Kelly and Ryan. Yeah, Set your DVR. You. 11 o'clock on Channel 11. Okay. Will do. I am going to leave now. Well, now that you're, you know, big time New York City. Um, well, 
Why don't you come buy me lunch? All right, I'll buy you lunch. All right, thanks, man. Chicken yeah. fajita quesadilla. I'll oh, buy us all God. lunch. Okay. All right, have a great day, everybody. Colleen and Bradley are in next.